Good evening, and uh, welcome to Ho Ho Hope Church. I tell you, I've been pulling that joke out for 10 years, and I'm going nowhere. Absolutely love it. I hope you're having a good evening with us this evening. A very Merry Christmas to you. Uh, here we are, 10 days, 10 days to go. And, uh, you know, I love Christmas. I also love the build-up to Christmas. You know, uh, December seems to be full of these kind of unbreakable traditions, things that just have to happen, uh, which uh, otherwise it isn't Christmas. And, uh, and our, our Christmas really begins in our family, in, or it began this year, on the, uh, the last day of November when we had the annual cutting down of the tree. You heard me correctly, the cutting down uh, of the tree. Uh, first of all, uh, in order to do this process, the tree has to be selected. And uh, there we go, that was, uh, that was the initial one. We thought that might be a bit small. Uh, Maisie liked it, but uh, we ended up settling on something like this. Uh, there you go, you can just see me up there in the corner. There. I probably look happier, you may think I look happier than I should look. A grown, I'm more pleased than a grown man should be uh, to have cut down his hair. But let me tell you, that is, that is literally the most masculine thing I do all year. <laughs> I live off that for a full 12 months. Absolutely immense. Uh, some of you might think, uh, yeah, a bit too much enjoyment there, but uh, yeah, love it. Um, the second thing that, you, that we need to do really to kind of our family kind of get in the Christmas spirit is dress up our child. Uh, this is, uh, she's, only, she's only 18 months old, but it's already an unbreakable tradition. Uh, there you go. There's, there's, there's her. She seems like she's enjoying the process, but if you look a wee bit closer in the next one, you see that uh, that's... Uh, no, nobody said that to social services. That's, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure we'd be in trouble. Uh, another thing that I love about December is the annual wearing of the Christmas jumper. And I'm looking out and I'm seeing a few, Susie Smith, that is absolutely magnificent. Some of you are looking at me thinking, Phil, I can understand the jumper, but the jumper and the red cords, isn't that a step too far? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, uh, now, a part of my kind of December, my kind of festive tradition is the annual work Secret Santa. Now, I don't know if you guys are involved in a Secret Santa, uh, but basically Secret Santa is this. Everybody's name is put in a hat. You draw, uh, everybody draws one out, and you look at it. You get a name of somebody else, maybe in your office or in your family, you don't tell them who you have, and you go away and buy that person a present and then deliver it secretly. Everybody opens them together. It's great fun. Now, it is a secret, but part of the fun of Secret Santa is trying to guess who has given you their present. Now, for me, this is always an uncomfortable moment because I have bought people some shockers uh, over, over the years. I mean, I've, I've bought some really, the worst I ever bought, a poor woman in my work. I bought her, I mean, at the time, I thought it was a great present. A box of dog biscuits. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't even have a dog. 
That was the word. She does. She has a dog. She loved her dog. I thought, I was walking, it was one of these kind of half 11 at night in 24 hour Tesco. Oh my goodness. I saw them, they were on offer. I thought she'll love it. Guess what? She didn't. You always have a wee look. You always have a wee look out the corner of the eye at their faces, they're opening, that look of just incredible disappointment. <laughs> Dog biscuits. Really? Uh, now, of course, she, she never actually, I hope she, she's not here tonight, because I, I never actually told her that, that was, they were my dog biscuits. But, but there are certain things I think you could surmise. I mean, one thing is for sure. A, no woman is going to buy another woman dog biscuits, are they? I mean, so that narrowed it down. I mean, it had to be a bloke, not even a bloke who had any female influence in his life would buy dog biscuits for another woman. So it had to be a single bloke. So I think by the process of elimination, she could get it down to one of two people. You know, I suspect with the fact that I didn't make eye contact for the next six months, that she probably thought... She probably thought it was me. But you know, that idea, that idea of a present, looking at a present and trying to figure out what the person who gave this to you would be like, is actually quite an interesting thing. And we've been talking a lot about tonight about the gift of God uh, to the world um, as Jesus at Christmas time. And I want to just take a couple of minutes just to think, okay, if God comes to the world as a baby, you know, the God who needs nothing decides to come to us as a baby who needs his nappy changed regularly. (laughs) What does that say? What does that tell us about God? Well, I think one of the things it tells you is that he may not be exactly as you think he is. You see, often we can think of God as as a great headmaster in the sky, or a boss, or even a leader, a dictator. But actually, it takes a father to send a son. And what God coming to us as a baby tells us, maybe more than anything, is that God is a father. He is a tender-hearted, loving father who knows your name and who loves you individually. That idea of God being love above anything else is shown maybe most clearly at Christmas time. It turns out that contrary to popular opinion, God is not vindictive. He's not looking for an opportunity to catch you out or trip you up. He's not looking to point out where you go wrong. He's actually standing with his arms open wide, wanting to embrace you, wanting to forgive you, wanting relationship with you, wanting to love you. God is a good dad, and he loves you. It tells us also that God is near God is near to us. He's much nearer to us than we often think. You know, a lot of time, religion and church, it feels like it's a lot of rules that we try to keep in order to get close to God and try, and try to get up there to where God is. The wonderful thing about Christ, Christmas is that God comes to us. 
he comes to us. He makes a way for us. He's much closer. And because he came and he lived with us, he understands us. He gets what your life is like. He understands what you're going through. And he loves you. He is closer than you think. You know, when, when human uh, leaders on this earth want to win a people, you know, at, the be- at best they hold an election. And at worst, they start a war. But Jesus does something completely different. He becomes like us. He becomes vulnerable, a vulnerable baby who grew into a humble man who gives up his life for the people that he loves and longs to know. This is a different king from a very different kingdom. God is not who you think he is. You see, he is not here to dominate. He's not here to enforce. He's here to love and set people free. To be the best version of themselves that they could possibly be. When Mandela died the other week, I was reading lots about him, about his life, and lots of quotes. The one that I came across that I loved the most was this. Somebody said about Mandela, we saw, that's the South African people, we saw in him what we seek in ourselves. That is Jesus. This humble, powerful, loving, wonderful man. He is the end of all our seeking. And so what he offers at Christmas is not just a gift, but an exchange. The best exchange you will ever get in your whole life. What we give him is all our mess, all our confusion, all our brokenness, all our mistakes, all our disappointments, all the things that we hoped that would go right and didn't all the things we did wrong and all the wrong that's been done to us. We give him all that and in return he gives us love and wholeness and forgiveness and mercy. This is good news. This is the best news anyone will ever hear. Merry flippin' Christmas. (laughs) 